Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I have a question for you. Do you understand the difference between traditional marketing and startup marketing? So this podcast called Marketing for Startups. So I'm often asked, you know, what is the difference? between how you craft a strategy and how you run marketing for startups as opposed to how other companies may run their marketing. And so that's what we're going to dig into today. And I think this is an important topic because understanding these differences are going to really help you understand what you need to be focusing on as a startup, as a growing business, some of your disadvantages, and how we can kind of work around them. And I think oftentimes, especially if you come from corporate, it can be kind of jarring to start your own business and your own marketing effort with so like such a deficit of resources that maybe are available to you in a larger organization. So that's what we're going to dig into. But before we start, um, I would so appreciate it if you get value out of this podcast, if you like it, if you think I've got good content here. If you can rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. And it should only take a couple seconds or better yet, if you have a entrepreneurial friend that would love to learn about marketing for their business, you can just go ahead and send them this podcast or any of the other episodes that we've recorded that may help them. It would mean the world to me. My goal with this is to help as many people as possible understand marketing, untangle marketing, and not get so frustrated with it. Because the truth is, marketing is a huge part of why businesses fail. And so if I can be helpful in the journey of sort of understanding what's going to work for entrepreneurs and their own businesses, then my work would be done. So If you can like, rate, review, share it, it would mean so much to me. So let's go ahead and get on into it. So let's get into it. Um, So as we start, one part of my story that I don't talk often about is that I actually did start in a corporate setting. Um, I worked for two huge organizations in the beginning of my career. I sort of started interning and then started working after university, um, first at a, a big television network called A&E, which had like the History Channel, the Biography Channel, um, big organization. And then after that, went into finance for just a tickle uh, working at UBS, the bank. So I, I've seen sort of both sides of the coin. And then for the past like 10 years, I've been working exclusively with startups and scale-ups. And of course, lean teams, very conscious of budget. And so this is where we're going to have to start our conversation about marketing for startups versus traditional marketing, because it's the piece of the puzzle that kind of waterfalls into every other 
thing we're going to chat about today, which is like limited budget and limited resources. So when you have limited, limited budget and limited resources, obviously you need to conduct yourself quite differently than our corporate counterparts. And the other piece of this as well is that we don't have a ton of historical data. Usually we have no historical data um, that can really help us main, make informed data-driven decisions. So we need to do a couple things that are going to set ourselves up for success and um, be able to glean really useful insights from the data that we do get. And what that starts with is truly understanding your audience. So larger organizations, they, when you go in and, and are sort of growing a business like that, and you're doing marketing for a larger corporation, you have tons of very solid data on your consumers, on your audience, right? You understand their spending habits. You understand um, their, their needs, their concerns, their desires, their pain points. But for startups, we're going through a process that we call finding product market fit. And oftentimes when we're launching our businesses, of course, as we all know, listening to this podcast, you're basically making like your best educated guess on the audience that you want to serve, on who your target client is. And while we as startups don't have any historical data there, we need to find a way to get information from our target client, we need our target audience, our target customer. And this could be, you know, what's their income level? What does their lives look like? What are, you know, what podcasts do they listen to? What TV shows do they listen to? You want to understand the psychographic and the demographic sort of profile of this target client. And since we don't have tons of data, that means that we need to be going and actually having conversations, interviews, running surveys with this prospective client. Now, oftentimes we're sort of starting on this educated guess, right? We have this product or service we want to bring into the world. We have an idea of the person that we want to serve. Sometimes that doesn't end up being who we um, really where our product market fit is, right? But the process of making that best educated guess and then going through research and development on who this target person is through, as I said, interviews, surveys, um, community networking, just getting into the shoes of that person you want to serve. It is a process and it is so important and so fundamental for startups as they grow and scale. So when I had mentioned this product market fit, it's really nailing, uh, you know, hitting the nail on the head with the messaging and the communication of what your product does, how they serve your target client in a way in which that target person understands, oh yes, this is for me. And that is a little bit of a dance, especially when you don't have very solid footing of who you're serving and exactly what their needs are. It's a process of discovery, right? Now in large organizations, you know, huge organizations can hire consulting firms just to actually nail this research information, right? Or of course we have 
tons of kind of cookie information on what people do online, how they move around online, what their interests are. We can get information on, you know, what is their household income, how many kids they have, all of those things. That process, when large organizations are breaking in even to a new segment, can be done um, quite in a quite like a hands-off way. But in startup world, we need to get our hands dirty, really understanding our audience. And this is something that no, this is, if you're, if you're multitasking, uh, come back to me because it's really important. If you, um, this is something that you cannot outsource. You cannot hire a marketing person or a virtual assistant or whatever to kind of do this research for you, do these interviews for you. I really, really believe fundamentally you as the founder, you need to have these conversations personally with this, with your prospective clients. In the beginning, you need to be selling yourself, right? Um, if you're thinking of going into a new segment or new market, you really need to go through this research, I believe personally, or at least closely working with someone that's going to help you do this kind of research and development on understanding your audience. It's something you heavily need to be involved in because your audience is the foundational element of your business. You need to be incredibly clear on who you serve and how you serve them, or else every other piece of the puzzle is going to be that much more difficult for sales, for marketing, and for customer service. So knowing your audience, it's super important. This is kind of the first fundamental difference between the startup and the traditional marketing. The second piece is understanding kind of your marketing channels that you should be focusing on and what marketing strategies to go after. So I just had this conversation with a founder this morning on LinkedIn with telling me a little bit about her business. She's a listener of the podcast. And she was telling me that she's having a little bit of trouble with, um, with her product and she's running ads. And I advised her and I said, hey, listen, if you're having complaints about your pro product or problems with your product and you're just starting out, I really do not recommend running ads. And so the rule of thumb with startup marketing is that it really is never a very good idea to start a growth strategy with ads before you really have this true sales process nailed down, that you have your systems in place, you have your product market fit 100% that you have this repeatable sales system that you just need to supercharge. If you're still in this phase of, um, let me, I'm tweaking my product. I'm really figuring out the messaging that's going to land. Do not spend ad money figuring in that out, right? Normally with startup marketing, we're focusing on more organic options for growth. So this could look like SEO plays, like really making sure that your website is reflecting the uh, the benefits of your product, but speaking directly to that to that prospect that you're communicating clearly. Um, blogs, for example, like making sure that you're putting content out, out in the world in the form of blogs that are going to be actually answering your prospects questions and bringing them through kind of the sales journey into your world, sort of educating them and showing them how your product or service is the perfect match for what their needs are. 
SEO is a, is a beautiful, um, a beautiful process for startups to really invest in um, as a growth strategy because it takes quite a bit of research, right? And in that research of understanding keywords um, surrounding your product or service, it's actually strengthening all of this foundational pieces of marketing um, that you need, which is really understanding what copy is going to click with your audience, really what's, you know, what kind of um, topics and questions uh, are going to resonate with your audience. And going through that process helps you overall in your marketing strategy and your sales strategies, right? And it's essentially free. This is something that you or one of your team members can really dive into understanding. Um, It's not, there's kind of a low barrier for entry for kind of getting pretty good at SEO and blog uh, and blogging. It just takes a little bit of time investment to learn. Um, and you don't want to be understanding really like what keywords work for you and what sort of um, types of hooks bring people in when you're spending ads. Ads should be, uh, sorry, when you're spending money on ads, ads should be sort of the end of that process when you have some very clear evidence of, you know, what topics, what hooks, what copy is really going to resonate with your audience, right? So SEO, I love. The only problem with SEO is that it is it really is a long-term play because it usually does take anywhere from three to six or even nine months to really start seeing production from the SEO, meaning that you're churning out your blog content and making sure, you know, making sure that your website is up to par, having Google index it, really Google understanding what audience to send to you audience, and then audience start actually converting into a leads, it does take time. So a much quicker uh, strategy that startups should always be focusing on are partnerships, like leveraging other people's audiences. Because again, this could also essentially be free. It's just kind of the time you invest in networking, developing those relationships. So I love a partnership play Um, because in leveraging other people's audiences through partnerships, you're engaging in mutually beneficial relationships with other influencers or organizations um, that have, you guys have the same exact audience, right? This is kind of the criteria for partnerships that you kind of partner with organizations or or whatever that have comp complementary services or products, but that you're not direct competitors, but you have the same target client, target audience. And in doing that, you know, kind of running these strategies with partnerships, you're going to learn so much about your target audience, what works and what doesn't work. So I really suggest sort of pouring your time into really nailing down some great partnerships and growing your lead Um, your email list, growing your leads through these partnerships, um, because another benefit of partnerships or even doing something with influencers or even through organic social, things like that, you're sort of leveraging an audience that that is trusted, right? So for example, if you're going to find some leads through a partner, right? So you're doing some audience exchange, that audience for that partner, they already have a degree of like, know, and trust 
with that potential partner that you're working with, right? And so they're already coming into your world and knowing about your business from an, as a little bit of a warmer lead, right? Because there is that trust if you are recommended through a partner. So really strategies like this that are more grassroots for startups are really, really great. Because again, we don't want to be doing this experimental. We don't want to be experimenting um, and learning this stuff while we're paying to run ads. It's just a huge waste of money. You're not ready to run ads until you have a repeatable, proven system for making sales, right? With the right hooks, the, the right sales process and all of that stuff before you're ready to kind of supercharge growth with ads. But let's be honest, a lot of a lot of startups don't even have a budget to run ads, right? So relying on these other ways to grow through leveraging other people's audiences or through SEO is much preferred, right? Now, of course, larger organizations, right? And bigger companies, their budget's not an issue. So they can run much more complex strategies They can run, for example, brand awareness strategies that don't have like a very direct return on investment just so they can, you know, spend on brand recognition, right? That's going to eventually influence the sale. A lot of startups don't have the luxury of running just brand awareness advertising um, because a lot of time any any marketing money spent needs to be closely tied to ROI, right? If you're not funded. So again, working with these other strategies, not really relying on the ads is a huge part of of growing your marketing for startups. And then last but not least, it's measuring the results in ROI. So one big advantage that startup marketers and founders have in growing their businesses is the ability to be really agile. And the way in which we can be agile is through interpretation of the metrics and making quick data-driven decisions, right? So if you've heard of sort of this agile methodology, um, if you work with product teams, this is a really, um, this is sort of a process, the scrum sort of agile process that they use is really this quick iteration and interpretation and improvement Um, in building a product, but you can also apply this to marketing team, right? So what is the outcome for marketing team? The outcome that we're being held responsible to your marketing team is, is lead generation, right? And so we're able to sort of run experiments to sort of get that feedback loop quickly. And then we can pivot when needed or upgrade or change our creative or whatever Whereas in corporate world, of course, there's a lot more red tape and things run much, much slower. Um, But we just simply can't afford to do that as a startup. Marketing for startup, we need to um, be really clear on the strategy that we put forth. Um, I don't don't want you to be um, confused at the, the idea of going fast does not mean changing your strategies all the time. We need to stay clear and focused on our overarching marketing strategy, but we need to be really super agile in changing our approach. 
So I'll give you an example. If we are um, running virtual events with partners, right? We need to be very selective in the partners that we choose, right? And so if we see that certain partnerships um, are not yielding return, then we can quickly change our approach or get out of future partnerships that we don't believe are going to yield us the highest return. We can actually make some pivot. Or if we decide that we want to change the way that we're running these virtual events, in this example, we can quickly do that because we don't need to go through a ton of red tape, right? Um, if we find that you know certain promotions or certain certain communication styles are just not working effectively, then we can quickly implement something different or something more creative. And sort of going through that process is extremely important for gaining the traction in marketing and eventually sort of growing your revenue, growing your leads, right? That feedback loop of the data and the iteration and improvement is what needs to happen but at a much quicker pace than we see at corporate level, right? And then one also advantage though that we have as startups, as opposed to um, large organizations, that is the ability to sort of um, aggregate and digest data. So there's so much, there's so many resources nowadays that enable you to make like custom dashboards, so much software that gives us really rich reporting. And oftentimes with large sets of data and big organizations, it's actually quite cumbersome and difficult to aggregate and analyze huge sets of data. Oftentimes larger organizations are running on legacy softwares um, that don't move as fast as the market. And uh, large consulting organizations need to be brought in just to sort of get valuable insights out of the volumes of data that large organizations have. And so as a startup, we have that advantage of really um, digesting our data, making those data-driven decisions, making changes when needed, and improving our whole operation quickly. So there are three areas, right? The, the audience, like the importance of understanding your audience, the marketing channels and strategies that we need to be going after, and also measuring uh, our data and ROI is super duper important, making those quick decisions. These are the things that we need to be focusing on in startup world. And if you've come from corporate where you had a lot of resources, I hope this episode is sort of resonating with you because again, we need to kind of bring it back to basics. We need to move forward with the understanding that we can't do it all, right? So we need to have very good control groups, right? So understanding the audience, not changing and trying to get all different audiences and all different segments. No, focus on one thing, right? As a control. So when we're working on our marketing channels and our marketing strategies, we also are being as controlled as we can, right? How can we run good experiments? And oftentimes that's doing less. That's just A-B testing one certain a uh, piece of creative or content for this channel, right? Or getting really good at just one channel as opposed to larger organizations, which are trying to sort of dominate across all channels. What happens as a startup, if you try to um, be really good on 
several different social media platforms, for example, the result will probably be that you're just kind of crummy at all of them, right? So we need to apply a level of focus because with this focus, when we really focus in on what we're executing in startup world and we're able to get really good data and metrics on what we're doing, then we can make those very informed, quick decisions, make those quick changes so we can do that iteration and improvement much quicker. And that's really what's needed to scale, to grow, to get to the next level. So I hope you found this helpful. I think this is really interesting. I know there's a lot of founders out there that listen that did come from corporate and maybe feel a little bit jarred by the lack of resources that they have um, going into this marketing for startups world. Um, And so I'll leave you with this last bit of advice. Um, It sort of synthesizes what I had just said, but really, if you can kind of hone in on this idea, really doing less will help you go further. So do less to do more when you're thinking about marketing for your startup. Think about what are the elements that you can really test and control because the more controlled your tests can be, the better insights you'll glean from them. And don't be scared that it's going to take too long because again, if you're doing this kind of testing out different things, iteration and improvement process, you are in the end going to go faster, even if it seems like a tedious process. In the end, you will go faster. And again, applying that intense focus on everything that you do and understanding that it's much better to focus on one channel or one strategy and keep tweaking it till you get it right, till you do really well in that particular um, marketing channel or with that particular strategy, rather than trying to just switch and try something new, switch and try something new, right? So always go back to that idea of iteration and improvement. Because again, with our corporate counterpart, perhaps we have several different teams working on several different strategies and channels at a time. But when you're one small team, you have to be very conscious of every extra thing that you do splits the time, focus, and intention, stretches your resources. So if you are going to split the time, attention, resources, you want to make sure that that's going to be a guaranteed ROI. So that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you back here next week for the Marketing for Startups podcast. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.